Ladies and gentlemen, around the world, this is Gavina T.K. Kirkland. You're listening to the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkland Podcast. Listen, lately I've been letting a few people open up for me something that I truly don't do. Like, I don't really like nobody open up for me, but I just been giving people opportunities to see what they're capable of doing and all that good stuff. And I'm just calling fantasy. If you enjoyed yourself, um, did you like what you was feeling and all that good stuff, though, tell the people about your experience last night. Oh, man, it was a great experience. I actually got the chance to open up for one of the uh, well-revered comedians in the game, Mr. P.K. Kirkman, and uh, I got five minutes. Of, of of time on there and uh the people they enjoyed every every minute of the five that I had. And I also didn't cuss, you know, that's that was kind of a right a, a, a thing to be uh recognized. And it was just a great experience, man. It was from beginning to end it was just a great experience. Yeah, I was shocked I'm not shocked, I'm so thankful that the crowd came out the way they did. Damn. Yeah, man. It's very rarely you see a good crowd like that. Uh, they, they, I mean, it went from the front to the back. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Now, are you on the show tonight? Uh, uh, well, I was going to talk with you in private about that. Um, but I would like to be. You didn't talk to Reg, you know? Yeah, I did, man. I, I was actually just got the phone with Reg right before you called. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a money issue. That's all. Well, you mean a money issue? Well, you know, I spent money to get out there and back, and I, you know, I couldn't do it again. I, you know, I had to, you know, it's an hour away from me, so I, I needed some. Oh, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, you yeah. know, when you do open the act like that, there's no fee. That's the, the, the what's the word? That's the fee or the debt you have to pay for your career until you start getting a name for yourself. So right. Remember, what are you willing? What are you willing to do to put in the work? To right. Get your name right, so you get that back. So it's, it, right now, it can't be a dollar a dollar amount to you. So do you work? Yeah, I have a job. I have a day job. All right. So if you have a day job, then why can't you afford go drive to to be something that you want to become? Invest in your dreams. Oh, most definitely, I could do that. You know, we're talking. We're talking no. twenty years. Twenty years in, it's the, the dude. The dude that was on last night, they got paid, you know. And uh, yeah, because I mean, they were speeches. I asked you to do a guest spot. Has nothing to do with you. Ah, uh, okay. See, so you don't know the business then. <laughs> I didn't book yeah. you for the show. I said you. I want you to do a guest spot. It's two different things. So you, right, you got to get the comedy IQ up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just keeping it real, yo. Yeah. You know, you wasn't, you wasn't, ain't nobody said, yo, we want to book you for the show and how much you want. Right, you sure didn't. I called you. I Am hit, I right? I hit you up. Right. You know, and then think about it. You hit me up and you asking for a fee? No, 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 I'm not asking you at all. I'm just, you asking why. No, I'm saying you. in your mind, you talking about you want to get paid, but you want to do a guest spot. You know, you don't get paid when you do a guest spot. No, 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 I wasn't. No, I know that. Yeah, I know that. That's why, that's why I never came to you like that. I was more or less coming to the owner. I'm confused. Then why were you saying 
it was an issue because the other comics got paid. Yeah, well, I, I just didn't have the, the the money enough to get out there. You know, I don't have it to to do it again. Like yesterday was fine. Okay, you know. so let me be clear. I just want to be clear because I like to I listen to people. So why did you bring that up that they got paid when you know you were doing a guest spot? Well, because it's another day, so I was like, if I if I gotta do it again, then it's like I was I was trying to. Nigga, it's still a guest spot, nigga. It's still a guest spot. Ain't nothing changed. What's <laughs> <laughs> fuck? Yeah, they not on it no on the second show. That's why I figured I could kind of finagle something. Nah, nigga, you ain't that motherfucker funny to finagle. You know what I'm saying? It's, you know that's why you didn't hear what I said. I do. A, I usually do a one man show. I don't put nobody on. So I don't need nobody. Yeah, I know. I know. I just like. I just like that. I was just in a good mood lately to give people opportunities. But you know what? You came through. You did what you did, and, and, and it is what it is. You know. But always remember when you do a guest spot, don't think about no money. You know, you put your work in because you wanna you wanna blow up. You wanna do your thing, and you gotta you gotta think like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, you gotta think like that. I wanna win. I gotta go ahead and eat. So let me go ahead. And maybe I'll be so good that somebody's in the audience and they say, "Yo, can I book you?" Because you can mean don't think like that. Uh, say, I used to do guest spots all over when I was in the game. Yeah. And I was I was just so good. I knew somebody was gonna be in that audience to book me for another show. Or the club would say, "Damn, you're so funny. Can we bring you back?" Right. And you guys are not hustling the way I hustle. And we had the rap game back then. So I was at all. I was hosting all the rap shows and shit. I was like, <laughs> I was gonna make a name for myself. I ain't give. I was gonna eat. Hell yeah. I was going to eat. So I was I, I was always getting it. So, yeah, yeah so that's yeah. what you got to do, man. You have to, when certain people come in town, especially if you're hitting them up, don't think about money. You got a job. That's that's how you eat now until you get to you want to go. And then you can charge um, $35, $40 tickets and walk out on a weekend with $60,000, $60,000 cash. Yeah. You know, because some of the comedians are getting that now, the new comics. It took us 38 years, 37 years to get that type of, because the comedians, y'all got social media, so y'all got, y'all can get the fans quick now, where well, we had to really earn the fans. Right, right. It was a whole different game but, now, man. Yeah. See, we had to have Def Jam and BET. Y'all guys got your phone. You can just do shit on your phone, and the whole world can see you. Yep. Yep. Crazy. Like you said, the social media has put the boys at a grown man's table. No, no, it's two different things. That's the social media has put the kids at the table when there's discussion. But far as opportunity, social media is phenomenal what it's done for your generation. Social right. media, like I said, you can sit in your living room and somebody clear in Africa can know who you are yeah, because you did something funny. And that's, I think that's, I think that's fascinating that you guys got the opportunity. So you got to look at your phone now as your HBO, as your Showtime. You don't really need to go out and try to get famous. You just got to come up with some shit in your home 
get funny that way and the world will know you, yo. Yeah. And then you're on, then you're on your way. Man. I anyway, still think that's either, either, either way, bro, like, you know, I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Even you responding back to me and then, you know, letting me rock on your joint. You know what I mean? Like, I right. can't go, like, unnoticed, bro. I, I kind of, I really appreciate that. It's just, it's just the fact that I've been doing it for about 20 years and, you know, that, that club in particular, and they're really hard with, uh, with me for some reason. I didn't do anything to them. I'm not even from there. I'm, you know, but they, I, right. they never booked me. They seem to always show love to the, to the, to the, to the hometown comedians more than myself. So, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like, the, I don't want them to use me up. You know what I'm saying? Like, I did it. You let right. me rock. It was, it was good. So now it's another day. And after knowing what I but I already know. I, I feel like I'll be playing myself doing it, doing that for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, but you got to stay there. You got to keep going so they recognize you. Ain't nobody that, that they haven't asked the book yet? No, man. It's, it's been almost 20 years. Then you, then you ain't doing something right. You ain't speaking up. Well, well you know. You, you don't have an agent, right? No, it's just me. Yeah, you, nigga, you better go and start knocking on these niggas' doors. Cause if you ain't, if you don't say nothing, ain't nobody gonna knock on your door. Right. Yeah, you gotta believe in yourself and like fuck that. Hey, here I am. Yo, can you book me now? If you get booked, can you put asses in the seat? Yeah, I probably Nothing not. Nothing has to ask <laughs> Well, no matter you what you are. You got an agent? Nigga, I ain't never had an agent. Fuck <laughs> that shit. I'm a freak <laughs> nigga. I ain't giving these motherfuckers 20% of my money. Word. Well, I could do the same thing. And that's what I'm saying. You need an agent, though. Mm-hmm. Because you, la- you lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Lazy nigga, like fuck that shit. <laughs> you doing this twenty years and ain't don't nobody know who the fuck you are. No disrespect, you lazy. Nah, nah. You don't want it. Not. You don't want it bad enough. Yeah. No, I'm just being honest. Mm. You sitting around, you think somebody? I don't know. I'm just talking shit now. Talking shit and. You want to know why motherfuckers ain't calling you? You got a girl. She looking at you like, nigga, I thought you was the shit, nigga. What the fuck? You still at the house on, you still at the, house on the weekends, motherfucker. Like, I thought you was that nigga. <laughs> and, and you ain't going that big. And the money's there to get. Right. That's what's crazy. The money is there to get. It ain't like it's a shortage. Well, the shit. Who, 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 who was on? Who was on the show tonight? Outside of me, or just you and and me? I don't know. I ain't got nothing to do with the day. I, I t- if you if you said you if you talk to him, you talk back to Rams. I'm just tired. Like I'm chilling. This on oh, this, okay. in this city. Like I'm not trying to handle all that shit. I I, I work for the next nine years. My shit book for the next nine, ten, fifteen years. Easy. So just left Hawaii and got I just did Philly. I just did. I don't know where the fuck I got. I'll be. I got to go to <laughs> Harlem this week. And then, matter of fact, shout out to Harlem. I'm going to be to the fans. 
I'm gonna be in Harlem this week at the um, comedy in Harlem. Uh, make sure you Google the information. They said the tickets is going crazy. They called me today and pretty much asked me that I want to add another show. So oh, that's Jamie. That's Jamie and Nikki Sunshine spot. Right, right, right. So gonna go there and talk my shit. Then from there I go go to Bermuda. Got a big show in Bermuda, so. God damn, man. I'm mm-hmm. How the yeah, hell you keep up with all this shit without no management? See, that's the thing. Y'all think it's hard, but, like, again, you got to want it, yo. And don't nobody, nobody's going to know how much you want in your pocket and how much you want to eat but you. Right. That's a horrible feeling, I swear to you, to sit. And wait to see if a nigga calling and seeing somebody book you and shit. Fuck that shit. I'm here yeah. to put y'all up on game and go get your shit. And don't depend on these motherfuckers. You got to knock on Dang. the door and say, hey, I'm here. Listen to me. My shit off the motherfucking chain. Right. And that's what you got to do. Especially 20 years now. Word. 20? Yo, T, I'm I'm real shit, I know, right now, I know I, you don't you don't know me like that. So like what you getting from me is just from this couple of days. But like honestly, all that shit you saying right right there, I did that already. I I did the the free shit. I traveled to Cali, nigga, for for nothing. I had my little rent money. You use that up to do certain shit. I done made some sacrifices. It's just that nowadays mm-hmm. it's like you know I'm just not. On that shit, like I, you know, because it's like niggas do try to play you. New, niggas got money to pay you, but they just want to see if they could get you for free. They know you good, but they're like, eh, you know. Right. So I just, I, I can't. You gotta, point that you got to keep going. Yeah. So how about putting your own shows together? Yeah, I got a, I got a show coming up on, on April twentieth at the Stress Factory, where you're going to be at in Bridgeport. And uh, in May, okay. I, I got a I got a big show out there. It's called Jackson and Friends Show, and uh, we yeah, tickets, yeah. tickets tickets are selling. You know, we're gonna we're gonna we're trying okay. to take it out. Um, okay. you know, I got that going for myself, and I also got other spots that I'm booked for. That you know, like I'm I, I do I do good, man. I, people know me out, and all the comedians know who I am. It's just that certain okay. things I just don't do no more because it's like you know, y'all just trying to play me, B. I'm not, uh-uh. you know. Then I'm not explaining what you mean. Stuff. Explain. Well, like you know, like they, if they know, like you not doing, like how you, like you said, niggas don't know me on the on that kind of level. So, but I still, I still put in, like I, I got, I got jokes. I got like a, like half hour, forty five minutes of material, so I could definitely go. Right. It's just that they, they say to me, they like, oh, you know, I, that's Jackson. He ain't, he ain't known. Like, yeah, I could give him whatever. You know what I'm saying? It's like they don't respect no, me they, like that. But if you ever, but if you represent yourself, here's the game. You got to tell the motherfucker, "Yo, dog, this is what I want." So nobody's playing. It's like signing a contract in a record business, and motherfuckers say, "Oh, they played me." No, you got to know what you want. Mm. When somebody says, when you tell somebody what you want, you gonna get what you want. I want you to get what you want. Yeah. Get what you want, yo. You feel me? Right, right. Hell yeah. You know, like fuck that. I wish a motherfucker. Let me tell you something, yo. I get ninety percent of the door. My comics don't get ninety percent of the door. Even if they say, "Oh, that wasn't 
I didn't see that in the contract. Niggas in the contract now? Prove <laughs> to him that I'm right. You know, I'm not trying to be a tough dude, and I don't be bogarting, but I just know what the fuck I be saying. I got, I know I got to walk out there with that motherfucker back. Word. So, you know, you're going to give it to me because I know what I negotiate. I don't do it. I won't do it. Like, I had a, a, a comedy club trying to give me 5000 Dollars for a weekend and talk about five hundred bonus. I laughed. I hung up on their ass. <laughs> I sure did. I said, "What?" Hold on a second, family. Hold on. <laughs> Hold yeah, on, that's yo. crazy. That's crazy. I, yeah, that's crazy. I was remember. Remember, I booked you trying to get you to come to my my Wednesday room, and I was working with the promoters and shit. I had hit you up like in the in the fall, and I was like. I was like, yo, T, I, I got this every Wednesday, and, um, you know, how much you charge me to come on Wednesday? And you were like, how much it fit? And I was like, uh, like 80, 100. You were like, all right, I'll do it for two. And I was trying to get them niggas to get the two up, but they was like, we're not going to make our money back. And I was like, fuck that. Let's just get the nigga anyway because it's a it's an investment for, like, you know, later on. Like, it's going mm-hmm. to bring people up in this motherfucker, though. And they was like, nah, we're not right. doing that. Yeah, because yeah. every now and then, and to hear to hear me say I was over so one night, even even two thousand for me is so disrespectful. Like to yeah, hear that number, I'm I'm cringing. Like two, I must really like you, nigga. Yeah, because I would never do a show for two fucking thousand dollars. Never. I know that they 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 couldn't see it. Yeah, that's the look. He's looking out for me. Like get the money up. He was like, ah, we gotta make a. I was like, y'all niggas dumb, man. Yeah, because see, who see when you when you're a promoter, the goal is to bring in good talent, so people know that you're serious about your game, about what you do. That's an right. investment back into your business. Yep. But people don't think far ahead like that. That's why a lot of people fail. Facts. Facts. You got to think Thanks. ahead. You got to be. You got to be so on point. That um, if you run in the comedy club, like what the comedy clubs are doing now, they'll try to tell you not selling, but it's not that you're not selling. They're not promoting no more because they want you to use your Instagram to be popular. But right. every comic is not the same. Right. See, every comic is not the same. So what I've been doing lately is I've been putting up. I've been putting up my own bread to promote my own shows to make sure them numbers is in that motherfucker building. Cause like I said, I do a, I do a door deal, and they should yeah. really give all comic door deals. You know why? Because it'll make the comic work harder to get the answers in the seat. Because the more people you get in, the more money you make. Right there, you go. That's the incentive right there. Yeah, that I mean, psychology one hundred and one. Like, yo, if I was the owner, so let me give this brother a door deal because he's going to bust his ass to get people in the seats. It's, it's like, right. oh, duh. Who the fuck <laughs> can't figure that out? Yep. That's crazy to me. And plus, they're going to win because they're going to get the bar. Okay, and the food. And the food. And here's the trick that people ain't paying attention to. You know, over the last few years, They've been adding a service charge to every ticket. Oh, I didn't know they that. They keeping that money. 
Yeah, they charge you seven dollars. Service charge free. Wow. Exactly. They killing it. Yeah. Yeah, you know what? It's it's almost like, you know, it, when we was well, when I was coming up, I always thought it was about, you know, a comedy club is where you go to hone and and get your shit tight. It's like now they don't give a fuck as long as you bring in asses in the seat. They don't give a fuck. Yes. H- how funny you are on that goddamn stage? As long as you bring in asses. In the no. Seat. Yes. But it's the society. See your your age group. It's society. The w- generation has changed. Mm. That's why they gotta book these certain comedians who are not funny because it's a right. business. And that, those, that, those, believe it or not, those the internet comics has made it rough. Not for legendary comedians like me, it's made it rough on them making business decisions. Because if you got the people on the internet that don't need to promote, they saving money for. As far as marketing, mm. and two things what they supposed to do is, if I own the comic club, I wouldn't give a fuck who was performing. I'm gonna advertise <laughs> every week because I want people to come enjoy the atmosphere and the food and the comedy just icing on the cake. Yeah. Yep. Yep. See, I want I want my atmosphere. I got. Beautiful women, um, good dudes in there, good atmosphere, and people want to come hang out. Now, we got comedy. Hey, let's go see comedy. But in actuality, we're coming there because you're coming to have a great time. Yeah. Yeah, man. And they don't think like that. So you got to make going. See, I try to buy into the improvs and all that over the years, but they got so many slick hitting agendas and the contracts and shit. Mm. That it pisses me the fuck off. So I come by. See, every comic, every black comic should own a piece of the improv or partners with them. The same way Michael Jordan becomes owner, one of the owners of the in, in the NBA. Comedians yeah. should become owners of improvs and all the big comedy chains out there, so that we can benefit off our people because. The whites that own these clubs didn't get start getting rich until my era came, and we started putting asses in the seats, and they got they blew up. But what comics don't do? They won't. The big names won't go to the black right. comedy club. Right. They Damn. won't show them no love. And the same like but, slavery. The same like how we always go to the white man, but we won't go to the brothers, and we gotta go to the black comic clubs to keep them afloat because people like you or younger comics won't have the opportunity to work on their craft to become successful. Yeah. yeah we, don't, we don't have that, that many That's to be in every you know? comic. No, we do. We got a lot of black owned. We got my people in Texas. We got the Uptown Comedy Theater in, Norton, um, in Atlanta, yeah. Georgia. Yeah, we got them. It's just that we, the blacks got to go to them. You're gonna get yeah. treated the same way. You're gonna get your, you're gonna get your money, but see, comics sometimes don't like going to black comic clubs. Even though black people go to white comic clubs, but most of the comedians are not funny, so they're afraid. They get intimidated by their own people. Wow. So you don't want to go into 
a black comic, true black comic club, because if your ass ain't really funny, they're going to let you have it. <laughs> Damn sure <so> well. <laughs> they're going to let yeah. you have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you know, it was a good, a good environment. Like you were talking about the comedy club selling the experience. You ever remember the, remember mm-hmm. the uh, Laugh House? Where was that? In Philly. In in Philly? Yeah. Yeah, it was good, but they ran a nigga five though. Yeah, they sure did. They didn't put no, they didn't, they didn't put money into the club. The club was chairs was fucked up and. The atmosphere was crazy. It was good work. Thank you. Salt and pepper, ketchup. Salt and pepper, ketchup. Okay, thank you. Yeah, they didn't. They would. They didn't. Um, invest back in the club. Yeah. Yeah, and also sure they ended up closing down and shit because of that. Yep. And then the young lady who was helping out, the wife got got cancer. Yeah, the owner. He was a nice guy, but as the years went on, he was over his head. Yeah, and when she passed away, it pretty much was like on the daughter, right? Right. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm, so the game changes, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's just that you comics. At least I'm talking to you. You gotta stay aggressive. You gotta stay on your game. You gotta you gotta study. You gotta write. Yeah. You gotta read. Cause yeah, that first show last it. night, I was getting in their ass. Yo, you was yo, you were talking about motherfuckers like goddamn uh, uh, government shit. Like you talking about. You know what I mean? Politics shit. Right. And then mm-hmm. comparing it to, like, Th- fucking sex. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Thinking about credit and keeping your credit good. and Yeah, getting the... Oh, uh, that's important, yo. The EIN number and shit, all that. Right, LLC, EIN... Yeah, man, that was a good game. Real good game. Mm-hmm. And not too many people be talking about shit like that on stage. Exactly. Chris Tucker came to see me perform um, New Year's Eve in Atlanta. I think Chris in 24 years. When wow. He sat there and watched me. Came in my dressing room afterwards. Because, you know, we all, we all used to hang out. Me, him, Faison, and Chris. We didn't know who was going to blow up first, but Chris blew up first. But Chris uh-huh. always say, DK, 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 man, man, ain't nobody funnier than you, DK. Nigga, we gonna get you in the movie, DK, DK, DK. Uh-huh. And I told that story in the dressing room. I said, I ain't seen Chris Tucker in 24 motherfucking years. <laughs> Chris Tucker blew up and got everybody. <laughs> Chris Tucker took the fuck off and left. So I'm talking about we were tight. Yeah. They say because you know I was I had money before all them niggas had money. Uh-huh. Like Faze on Love and telling people all the time like CK was wearing three thousand suits for anybody was wearing three thousand dollars suits. 
That's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And Chris Tucker blew up nigga and was gone. Gone, man. That motherfucker Death Jam performance. Yeah, but he was just happened to be in the right place. His show wasn't. It was good, but it wasn't so phenomenal that it got him discovered. It's just that comedy is really based on being at the right place at the right motherfucking time. Yeah. If you out and you run into yeah. certain people, bam, things can happen for you. Yo, was there was there a moment in time? I don't, I feel like this. I don't know if it's true, but I feel like there was a moment in time where you were, where you could have possibly been blackballed because you stole Eddie Murphy. Nah, that's that's just game. Yeah, that's just game. Eddie Murphy situation, Charlie Murphy had nothing to do with my success. Oh, okay, that's what people want to say. I, I try to tell people, what does Eddie or Charlie Murphy got to do with my career? Uh-huh. They can't stop me. See, that's the myth. So now, because social media, people see me on everything, they go, wow, this nigga really doing his thing. But guess what? I, nigga, I've always been doing it. Yeah. Nigga just ain't see it. So that situation happened. I've always do been doing it. shows. It's just the human mind. They think, oh, if TK didn't ever did this, Charlie Murphy, TK would have been bigger. That's just a an ignorant mind, and, and, and I can see how they can see that, but my success is based on who I am. See, no matter what people say when I get on that mic, nigga, all the bullshit stops. Right, right. Damn. You can say whatever you want to say about me. When I get on that motherfucking mic, nigga, it's a done deal. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know if you remember this shit, but this was like, I was probably like three, four years in the game. I was in Brooklyn, and you came through with Rip Michael. Mm-hmm. I guess he had you, I guess he had you like, he was in town, so he probably had you hitting up a, a few spots that day. Y'all rolled together. Uh-huh. You came and you did a guest spot on this show. You just you just walked in. It was like, oh shit, TK here. And you did like 10 minutes, body the bitch, and then you just, you, you broke out and shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I remember I did a guest spot with Ricky Smiley in, in Alabama. Uh huh. Ricky, Ricky hadn't seen me in a while. When I I, I bodied that motherfucker so cold that when I said good night, about fifty women ran to follow me in the lobby. <laughs> Ricky, like, what the fuck? I remember rocking with Steve Harvey in a and. In Texas, because, you know, I talk that player shit. Yeah. And Steve Harvey came on and said, yo, I can't believe this nigga got a standing ovation. Cause it, because, like, I'm, me and my guest were just together a couple of days ago. He said, when I talk, I hypnotize people. Yeah. He said, when TK talk, yo, TK be having your ass hypnotized. <laughs> <laughs> Like, TK be having you like, whoa, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where did, where did that cadence come from, yo? Did you, like, develop that shit over time? Or, like, you know, that whole, you know, who age, don't you, you that? It was that, that shit right there. Like, how did that, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like, how did that come around? Like, that's just how I talk. But the Who Raised You came because I was dating women who were beautiful, but they wasn't prepared for life. Mm, okay. So I used to always say, "Who the? I need to meet your parents because who the fuck sent you into the world unprepared?" <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, shit, yo. You're unprepared. Yeah. You don't have no money. You're struggling. But yet you want to call the shots. You want to talk shit. Right. I don't get that wow. shit. I don't understand that behavior. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. Yo. And this girl was bad. So, you know, women today, they'll be out because they're young. And women look at other women's asses like a nigga will look at another bitch's ass. They say, oh, you see her ass? And when mm. you're a man, you're like, bitch, what the fuck you just say? <laughs> what you mean you look at another bitch's ass now? I'll look at a bitch's ass when you ain't with me. <laughs> but me and you both ain't going to look at a bitch ass and compliment on a bitch ass. Like, no, nah, bitch, no, nah, that ain't happening. I'm, I'm very uncomfortable with this situation right now. Me and you yeah. both admiring this bitch's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you just reminded me about what you did last night. When you were talking to the two gay girls in the front, did you did was y'all working together or or you didn't know them from shit? I didn't know them at all. Yo, that's some ballsy ass shit you was acting last night, dude. Mm. You don't be worried about like people feeling some type of way and then running up on stage on you or like seeing you after the show. You yeah. don't worry about that. They shit? Gonna, they gonna, they gonna be dealt with. Oh, damn. People got to be more scared of me than I'm scared of them. If you really know yeah. what I'm capable of doing. I'm for real. Like, I'm a nice guy. I'm about good energy. I'm, I, I, I'm spiritual. I understand the universe. And I'm going to talk my shit, but it's like I said, the Lord sent me here to deliver a message. <laughs> now, yeah. I'm, a, I'm anointed. I'm, I'm not going to say I'm a street nigga. I'm just going to say I'm a man. Right. But everybody can be touched, the kind of people I know. Yeah. And I can fight. But I'm going to talk to you first. I'm gonna talk right. nice, and and, if it, and even if it gets bigger and bigger, I'm still gonna talk nice because I understand the consequences of what's about to happen if something goes down. So I understand it could be death. I understand somebody could go to jail. I can understand I can get sued. Right. I can. I understand somebody that's innocent can get hurt. That's not even in the way. Like the guy last night who kept talking, I stopped the show. Yeah. 
I was just too tired to deal with that nigga. Right, right. Yeah, drunk shit, man. Right. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to end this show. I'm going to talk to this nigga outside. That nigga, his girl was embarrassed. I saw him. He, trying, he was hiding from me. <laughs> nigga was hiding. I saw him. I saw him, a young kid. But I wanted to put him to the side and explain to him how he has, he has to roll through life like a man. You don't come out with your girl and get drunk and embarrass her, embarrass yourself at a show. Yeah. Right. But people pray they hard earn money. Yeah, you, you hit that on the nose. Yeah, you, like, you, what you doing right now is a female trait. I was like, oh! Right. <laughs> yeah. Bitches do that. Yeah. So I push masculinity. I push men being men and get their mindsets right. Just like the nigga walking around last night with the dangling earring like a bitch. <laughs> I'm like, nigga, you got on an earring, nigga? Like dingling? <laughs> I can see a diamond. But your earring is dingling, nigga? Your, your earring better than the bitch you got on. Better than the bitch, what your bitch got on. Oh, these niggas wearing these earrings like they going to a ball. <laughs> <laughs> they putting on rhinestones and shit like they going to the opera, nigga. <laughs> like they going to the opera. I don't get this shit. I don't get this shit, yo. What the fuck is going on with this, these niggas out here? <laughs> you got bitches sitting up in front kissing each other, gay than the motherfucker. Yeah. Then the bitch try to run out on the bill. Oh hell no. They chased the ass out in the hallway. Why they they caught her? Yeah, they caught her. Oh okay. When damn. I said something to her, I said, well, "Damn bitch, you fucking with a white girl." And you ain't shit? You ain't want to pay the bill? <laughs> it was funny as hell. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Man. And that's what I'm saying. Like, niggas, y'all can't pull these bitches and come to work out and jog and do sit-ups and get their hair and nails done so niggas can love them. Like, bitches get together and they let themselves go. These bitches ain't even getting their hair done. They care themselves. And no disrespect, but the girls is really nice. But if they didn't fall in love with each other, wasn't no nigga fucking with them. Ain't no nigga fucking with them. <laughs> them bitches wasn't attractive. <laughs> wasn't nothing attractive about them hoes. <laughs> they supposed to have each other. Oh my god, yo! Damn. Yeah, hold on one second, family. Hold on. No. Okay. Yeah, ain't nobody fucking with them hoes. <laughs> but that's why we need men, girl. You need to start jogging. You know, you got to do your squats. You got to eat right. You got to take care of your health. 
When I call, I say, what the fuck, Whoopi Goldberg? How you pull this bitch? <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, that right there, nigga. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I swear you. If you if you didn't tell me that dude, I'd have thought that you paid them or they they work with you. You know what I mean? Because of the questions you were wow. asking, I was like, "There's no way he is." You know, he's just doing this shit. Like they got to work with him because I couldn't see it that you just right, so, right. Ah, uh, man, yeah, dude, that was crazy, yo. <laughs> that was fucking crazy, yo. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, yo, yeah, it was so a great you, show. So you, great show. Are you, are you, uh, you from Jersey, right? Yeah, I'm from Jersey. Jersey City. Okay. You came up with, like, Bill Bellamy at that time, or you was before him? Yeah, I was before him. I was before everybody. Oh, okay. I started in 85. Wasn't well, nobody before that. Motherfucker Richard Pryor. Mm. So how you moved to Compton? How you well, how that how that happened? Well, I'm, I didn't really move to Compton. I moved to Los Angeles, California. Oh, okay. because, but I went to Arizona State. I was oh. on, I was on, I was on a track scholarship. Oh, See, my man. whole life been amazing, dog. Oh, yeah. See, I ran. I was an athlete. Uh-huh. And and I was I was running track and I went from Arizona State and um after there I went to Cal State Northridge to get my master's degree. Uh-huh. Then after that, um met Eddie, Charlie Murphy, um in eighty two, wound up going on the set of Beverly Hills Cop. But I and I still didn't want to do stand-up comedy. I still wasn't even thinking about it because, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a college guy, right? So yeah, I can't tell my parents, even though my parents, they pay for it, shit, but you, back then, look, being a comedian was embarrassing. You can't tell a motherfucker you're a comedian. Like, they look at you like you're crazy. Like, nigga, a comedian? Didn't you go to college? Wow. Because you got to remember, it was no money. In, it was no money in comedy back then, unless you were just uh-huh. Richard Pryor and, uh, or a white comic. Yeah, comedy was pretty much almost yeah. a white man's thing back then, and then Eddie inspired a lot of people, and it started taking off. Mm-hmm. Richard Pryor was there. I'm quite sure Richard Pryor inspired Eddie, but Eddie really got everybody going. Okay, and then by me hooking up with NWA is what changed the game. Because think about it. See, back when we was coming up, you couldn't wear jeans and T-shirts to comedy clubs, dog. See, I started that shit. And I got yeah, that from yo. NWA, being comfortable. Right, right. See, people don't know that. When you see people shaking hands at the end of the show, they used to call me a pastor. I started that. I Because after all the shows, I would shake people's hands. Comics wasn't oh. doing that. So when Damn. I see comics doing it, I don't even say anything. I just lay in the back and say, like, these niggas don't even know how all this shit started. Wow. I started all that shit in the 80s, yo. Yep. You mentioned Robert Harris last night. What's, uh, what happened? Like, how you ran across him? And it wasn't Bernie Mac used to open up for him? With who? Uh, for Robert Harris. 
was good, Robin Harris was good. They all were good, fam. I seen with my own eyes. They all was good. Like those that generation of comedians was phenomenal. Yeah. Them niggas yeah. We, we we were all good. But see, I had streets. Uh-huh. See I was I, I was what you call the drug dealer comedian. Yeah. I had the boosters, the hustlers, the drug dealers, anybody that did crime. It was T.K. Kirkwood. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> Damn. You know? But see, my my crew, we had the money, though. Uh-huh. See? We had the money. We had the cars. We had the women. Like, all the comedians envied me because I always came with the fly shit. Whew. God. Damn. Then oh I started God. having rules, like, you know, but, yeah, like all the comedians know I got changed, but I don't say nothing, you know, I move a certain way. Right. I'm older than everybody, like, you know? Yeah, yeah. I just look young. Right. You would, I would never, you don't look like you 63, dude, like, hell no. <laughs> yeah, your birthday yeah, comes on look Monday. young, yo. Yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow. Damn. But actually, I'll be 62. I always say a year early because most of the people in my family died before they were in their 60s. My dad died when he was 35. My oldest brother died when he was 35. My mom died before she was 60. My youngest brother died before he was 40. So I'm really living for them to get everything out this life because no one lives long in my family, in my immediate family. Wow. So I say I'm a year older every time to make sure I get that number. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. Hell yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to make sure. I'm going to make sure any, I get motherfuckers that extra year. Any any of your children want to be a comedian? No, no, no. My daughters are all in medical school. My son is a businessman. One of my sons is a hustler, but he's successful doing it. Um, everybody moving, everybody winning. Yeah. Everybody winning, you know. And I'm thankful with my life, you know. I, got, I ain't in no wheelchair. I ain't walking with a cane. I'm right. shape. The hoes love me. <laughs> you know, they love me, baby. Man, I mean, they, they make me feel like I'm 20, 27, 30 years old. Yeah. Hey, dude, you see how they acting? You see it? Ain't I even a secret. It, ain't like, I'm lying. Right, no, I see it, goddamn. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what's up, yo. Uh-huh. Damn, Damn, anybody that know me, uh, they was listening, they like, that nigga lying. Nah, nigga. <clears throat> yeah. It's, it's, it's like, yo, if a motherfucker don't know you and what you've done, it do sound like a lie. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. 
But yeah, it's something that I said last night, too, about the generation. See, in your generation, you lie so much that you think other people are lying. That's why people <laughs> say that person's a liar. Yep. <laughs> y'all lie. You feel me? Yeah. Hopefully everybody in your generation, y'all niggas is liars, nigga. Liars. <laughs> you, you, you have no code. You, you don't move. You're not solid. But, nigga, I, I'm honest, so it is no maybe about what the fuck I'm saying. Yeah. Like, ain't no way that nigga lying. Like, no, that nigga, this is because it's going to be so brutal. You're going to know yeah. it's the truth. Yeah, man. That's, that's like a running joke on the internet, too, like on the on YouTube. It's like every every time every time something happened, but like, your TK was there. Like, was he really? Yes, nigga. Hey. He was there. <laughs> Great situation of someone that took that and made it legendary. Uh-huh. No, I'm talking about that. Even though it's bullshit, it's legendary. Like, people know me from about that type of shit all over the world. Right, right. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's like, yo, and then to be able to stay as relevant, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's like, right. that's the staying power for your ass because, you know, sometimes you have a moment and then you never get that moment back again. It's like now it's like, like, that's niggas right. know you. It's like, what the fuck? This is a new life again. Like, you you know? Right. Because you dope, saw it man. last night. Them people wasn't my age. Sure wasn't. That's a young crowd. Right. That's a young crowd. And that's like that all over the world, fam. I remember walking down the street in London and motherfuckers was getting out their car. My daughter looking like, what the fuck is going on?
I'd be like, what the fuck? Million. <laughs> Damn. The other night in um, Springfield, the DL in the mall was there, and Mike Epps was emceeing. Uh-huh. Mike didn't know I was there, but he must have saw me out of the corner of his eye. Mm-hmm. He said, ladies and gentlemen, we got the the flyest motherfucker comedian in the motherfucking building. Turn the lights on. Turn the spotlight on. Put your hands together for T.K. Kirkland. Oh. Whole motherfucking crowd lost their mind. <laughs> I couldn't what? believe that shit, yo. That's when he did that and they clapped the way they did. I said, I'm motherfucking famous. <laughs> right then, I said it. <laughs> yo. I said, okay, it's a rap now. It's the truth. <laughs> yo, that's dope, man. It's, 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 oh. it's official. God, I said, damn, it's official. That nigga did that shit in the middle of the show? Because I have been places, and people mention my name right at the middle of the show. But do you know I started my guess, right? No, I didn't know that. Nigga, let me give you a rundown, and I got to go. So I'll tell you a story. I started D.L. Hughley. I started Godfrey. Uh-huh. I started Mike F. I started Sandra Bullock. Anthony Michael Hall, John Lucasamo. Damn, TK, I got two companies. Yo. One is called Odyssey Management. One is called Odyssey Management. So my two partners are dead now. Uh-huh. Tommy Chestero and David Klingman. They was my partners because I was the street nigga in the game. So yeah. I stayed low-key like the white boys moved the business. Uh-huh. They're deceased now. So RC Management is put up. So my company now is called Caviar Patron Media. So I produce my own specials. Got a couple other things coming up. I stay low-key. Got a record label. Uh-huh. But I don't, I don't front it. I don't talk shit. I don't say nothing. Yeah. I took Mike Epps from Atlanta, bought him in New York City, brought DL into my home, taught him how to write, taught him how to do jokes, gave him the game on how to hustle. He still rocks that same formula to this day. Wow. Godfrey, all you got to do is watch Godfrey's podcast, and Godfrey will tell you how I brought him to New York City, got him a place with Viola Davis up in Harlem, made Godfrey a millionaire before 2002. Yeah, I saw that interview. Anthony uh, Michael Hall. Mm-hmm. Anthony Michael Hall, actor. Had him wow. for years. John Lucasamo, the Spanish actor, had him for years. Yeah. Sandra Bullock had her for years. The only reason why my company and Sandra Bullock parted ways is because her mother had died. And uh-huh. her father, a greedy-ass motherfucker, got into her ear and was asking her. He wanted to manage her. Yeah. So we had to take her to court because we was in the process of negotiating other movies. So, and you, so you did that? We wound up with that we got... When she was, when she was on speed, you, that was you? That was me. Wow. Damn. That was me. All that shit was me. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
But, but remember, I had to stay quiet because I was out in the street still doing duper shit. I was having problems with shit dying. I was having problems with puppy. Uh-huh. I was just doing crazy shit. Like, I can't explain it. It's just what it is. I can't explain it. No, no, I get it. So, well, I... I so once I, I, I want to say once I grew up, I think I was having a moment, like a crackhead moment. So, and I wasn't even doing drugs. Yeah. But all those things taught me to become the man who I am today. And I understand my life. I understand my journey. And that's why so many people felt like I just did Noriega drink chance for the second time. People don't know I did it before. Because y'all was kids five, six years ago when drink chance was coming. It wasn't that popular yet. No, I saw that shit, though. So when I posted the other day, yeah. You saw the first one? I saw the first one. Hell, yeah. I, I'm a fan of drink camps for okay, when they yeah. were like, the fucking, they used to do their shit like random places. They just had the banner with them. I was I was there the whole time. Right. Hell, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. But a lot of people don't know I did it back then. So now they're famous, and I'm even more popular. So Noriega the other day, Gives me my flowers and shit. They give me champagne, and they don't give people champagne. No. So you saw nah. in the first one, they gave me that big ass bottle of Moet. Remember? Yep. Yep. Now they gave you eight this time. This one right here, bottle. they gave me right. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you know what? No, we take say we don't give we don't give nobody champagne. No, no bottles. Yeah. Yeah. So did, did that episode drop yet? No, we just did it last week. Okay, okay. So think about that. Less than three weeks I've been to Hawaii, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Miami, Hartford, Connecticut, New York City tomorrow, Harlem this weekend, Vegas, Bermuda on the 15th, Colleen, Texas, on Twice as Funny Comedy on the 22nd, or the 17th, 18th, then Atlanta, the last week of April. I've done more just this month than most people have done in their whole fucking career. Then my special drops July 4th. Then me and Jamie Foxx is working on my new special for Netflix called um, It's About Time. That's going to be a, wow. a movie. This shit going to be insane. He's directing it. And um, then I got my movie coming out with um, Baby from Cash Money Millionaires, Ball the Blocker 2. I'm playing like um, Denzel Washington Training Day. Yeah. So, gun on my hip, on my motherfucking ankle. And we're doing it in New Orleans. Oh, nigga. That's what we need. We need to, we need to see you in a movie, man. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm doing that. And then from there, then I'm going to do some big mainstream movies. Once I do that, nigga, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one big tour. Yeah. And I'm going to disappear. I'm going to wow. walk off the stage like Michael Jack like Michael Jordan did when he ended his game his season. Yeah. And I'm just gonna go take some karate lessons and get some Nike gear and I'm gonna become a mall walker. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, there you go, man. You ever see them old people walking in the mall? Mm-hmm. That's going to be me. That's my goal. Wow, dude. Man, God bless you, man. You out here doing it, man. You're nothing but inspiration over there. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, ladies and gentlemen, this is the T.K. Kirkham Podcast. I had to talk to a young man who did the show the other day. I just want to know his experience and... Our conversation went and led somewhere else, which is awesome. And I hope that you guys got some gems out of this. And Word. truly enjoyed this particular, this particular episode. So listen, this week, ladies and gentlemen, I think I mentioned already, Harlem and Comedy in Harlem. Make sure you Google it. Go to the website. Um, they called me today already asking, can I add another show? They said, because the shit is selling out like crazy. So I'm excited, man. I'm excited that, um, like, a gentleman hit me in my DM, and he was thanking me. He said, TK, I'm finally glad the world caught up to you because I was ahead of my time. This is TK oh. Kirk, the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. Man, I, I wish you the best. I wish you get everything you want out Thank of this you, game man. of life and with your family, out of your job. You know you know what I push? Um, be a man. Um, stay healthy, make great choices with your life, and really enjoy this shit, dog, because you're a winner. A lot of people look at life like that. You're a winner because the odds of life of you being on this planet is astronomical, and people take it for granted. They don't understand all the odds that you beat to be on this motherfucker phone that you're living, you're breathing air, you're feeling the sun. It's a gift. Yeah. Take advantage of it. Until we meet again, may your pain be champagne, player. To Jersey, Harlem, New York, Tri-State area, Australia, Egypt, nigga, Japan. Oh, my God, you people love me all over. I want to thank you guys so much. I got to get ready for my show in a couple hours, and I'm really glad I had this opportunity to talk to this brother. And I hope that if you listen to this podcast, tell somebody who knows somebody to understand podcasts or come to my show. Come witness, and I mean when I say what I'm saying, and I'm telling you this. Come witness one of the greatest stand-up comics that has ever graced this planet, and I mean that shit. And my man to tell you, I'm talking about shit nobody else is talking about. He ain't lying. And I'll put money in your pocket. Yeah, I'll put money in your pocket. I'll have you walking out of that motherfucker getting paid, getting fucked. And, and and being a better man in bed as well. <laughs> My nigga. Take care of yourself, man. All right, TK, you too, man. Good talk. Talk to you soon. All right, later. All right, one. Make sure you follow TK Kirkland on Instagram at TK underscore Kirkland for more information about upcoming events and more. Visit www.officialtkkirkland.com. This episode of the TK Kirkland Show was produced by Chris Thomas, executively produced by Charlemagne the God. This is an official Loudspeakers Network production.